guess so. <laughs> what's up, guys? What's up? What's up? What's up? I hope you guys are doing great. It's been a minute since we've done a podcast, um, but welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Happiness Frequency. As always, we have a very, very, very cool guest on today. Um, he makes music. He does a ton of really, really cool things. Is an amazing human being. Saya, welcome to the show. What's up, man? Um, so, dude, just so if people want to just like check out your music, check out what you do, can you plug in your Instagram like real quick? Just so yeah, people can definitely. Check it out. So, Saya, where are you at? Saya, S-I-A-H-W-Y-A. Um, that's where you can find me on YouTube, Instagram, everywhere. Saya, at dot com. Dot com? Yeah, we yeah. went dot com, boy. <laughs> so, Hell yeah, dude. And, and now you're doing, um, you're doing like a little bit of YouTube too as well? Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's been such a crazy, I guess, alignment of all of my passions. You know, we were briefly talking earlier, but it started with, you know, playing video games and making YouTube videos when I was a little kid. And, you know, I had all these ideas and dreams of, you know, I had a phase where I was doing CrossFit. Like, I was a CrossFit. <laughs> I was a coach, bro. Really? Like, I was, yeah, I was, like, really into it. But I was never, like, I was always trying to, like, lose weight and get this, like, fit person that I knew was inside of me out. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, maybe I document that on YouTube. And then that never followed through. And then, you know, music has always been a thing that has been with me this whole time. And I was like, wait a minute. If I produce and I do all this stuff in my room, why not try filming it and documenting that? It's been a journey. I think my first YouTube video, I was just looking at it on music, was like November of 2017. So I guess I've been doing this for two years, but it doesn't feel like it because I've been all over the place with my life and just trying to figure out things in general and, you know, get over a lot of, you know, I guess poor ways that I could look at things. I got some bad habits and whatnot, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I really, I'm finally at that place where I'm like proud of the things that I'm doing. Like when I get a YouTube video or like this one I have to edit with Nate today, um, you know, it excites me. And like when I get in the zone, like as soon as we were filming the other day, like for those of you who don't know, I was with my buddy Nate Traveler and. You know, we worked on a track and I filmed it. I was like, as I was filming it, like I was taking myself out of the moment and was like, dude, I get to have a whole day just editing. Like it's fun. <laughs> like for me, it's just cool to see those things come to life, to see the different ways that you can touch people. So yeah, I guess that's all I'm trying to do, man. I'm trying to make music. I'm trying to share it with others. I'm trying to share the process of it because I also, there's still a lot for me to learn. And like, luckily I've had the opportunity where beautiful people have came into my life and I can learn from a lot of different great people and I constantly meet new great people. So it's like, if I can share any of those lessons that I learned, whether it be about music, whether it be about life, I'm trying to get that out there in some shape or form. So I think there's even some new content coming. Um, I feel like I understand, I'm slowly understanding how it's all supposed to look, you know? feel like it's a weird thing like you don't you never just like wake up and have a plan about like how it's all gonna go you just like keep constantly adding and you're like oh 
if I do this, I should do this as well. And then it's all going to make sense. So that's where I've been at. That's what I'm working on. And dude, I was, I was seeing, <clears throat> cause we're, um, right now we're in Saya's studio and, um, dude, I was just, the first thing that caught my eye when I walked into the studio was that picture. I, I, I don't know if that's your dad or your grandpa. Yeah, it's my dad. Um, and both of you are just holding onto the guitar. So music's always been like a, like it's been around you ever since you were a little kid. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just like rediscovered that photo the other day. It made me super happy. Uh, so I kind of have that in here. I kind of keep like that top shelf on my desk is kind of, well, obviously like I have some like tequila and some like mugs up here, but I also <laughs> have a lot of stuff that's inspirational to me. Like I got June's tape right there. Um, I got some stones and shit that people have given to me, but yeah, um, when it comes to that photo and playing the guitar, you know, I always, it was weird. So a little bit about me, bro, I had a not normal childhood when it came to location. Like I moved eight times before the fifth grade. So, and I'm talking States. So like I was born in Indiana, you know, I've lived in Massachusetts, I lived in Connecticut, I lived in North Carolina, I lived in Pennsylvania, lived in Puerto Rico for two years. Like, I've lived, like, all over the place, and it's always changed. And so that was a thing where it was, like, I was a very active, like, rambunctious kid, I feel like, when I was younger. And, like, sports were a good outlet for me because it definitely got a lot of my, like, energy out and stuff. I liked doing, like, karate, and I was doing... Like, the thing was, what ended up happening is moving every two years, you never got into, like, one thing. So, like, I played, like, every sport once. Like, I've been on the <laughs> swim team. I played baseball. I played football. Everything, I played yeah. soccer. I think soccer was the thing I played the longest of times. But it was, like, nothing really ever stuck. And then I got into it for a while. Or it was, like, it was in high school, and you're playing these sports that everyone has been playing for, like, eight years. And you've just played, like, everything once, and you're like, oh, shit, I'm not that great at this. And I'm like, what am I good at? And, you know, there was always some sort of music in my life. Like, you know, obviously, they bought me, like, fun little instruments. My dad played guitar, and my mom plays piano and guitar. So, so I, we, always, we always had a piano in the house. We always had instruments around. And then, you know, they got me little guitar they got me a little piano and piano was where the lessons kind of started like I had piano lessons when I was really younger but you know unfortunately I didn't stick with them because I didn't really like practice and I didn't understand what practice meant and you know then I learned about the guitar I was like ah this is great like I always had one but like really learning how to play it you know, I taught myself most of the guitar. I had, like, a semester of guitar lessons in high school. But it was just music was always a thing. There was always a new thing that I was picking up, a new instrument, a new thing that would come into my life. And I was like, okay, music's cool. This is the thing that I'll stick as, like, my passion, you know? So still love fitness and all that stuff. Still not at the place that I want to be at, <laughs> but, like, I've been running a lot, like, crazy, which has been fun. I've always, like lifted here and there so it's really i don't know life's just interesting it's like you have all these things you want to get better at mm -hmm. and you like think that it happens overnight but it doesn't it's again it's that whole thing 
Bro, I have this little quote up here. The process. The process itself is the destination, bro. So mm. it's like that's it's like that thing. I heard that once in a podcast and I was like, damn, that's what it's all about. It's like not there yet, but like I don't have to be anywhere. It's mm-hmm. like the process itself every day trying to get a little bit better, whatever that looks like, you know? That's what it's at for me. So trying to do that and again trying to share some of that stuff with people too. Is where where I'm at. Dude, I, I love that because like I'm I'm really into like dude, I think words and quotes have so much power in them, you know? And um I saw that as well when I when I came in and um it's it's really like you know, like that book that Ramdas wrote, it's called like Be Here Now. Yeah. It's just like this is the place where you always have to be because all all your power as a human is in the now. Yeah. Right? You can't you can't control the future, you can't control the past. But if you're like, Oh, I wanna do this or I wanna create this, I wanna build this, it's like now is the time to do anything. Yeah. Like now is always where you have the access to creativity, right? When you're living in the now. And um, I think, dude, ever, ever since I met you, I remember I think the first time that we had met was at the art house. Yeah, for sure. That's we met there. And, uh, and dude, I remember it was, it was so cool meeting you because you had like this crazy, like cheerful energy, yeah. like this light, like childish energy. And I always loved that about you. Um, and I was like, dude, what's what, like, how, how does this person like just irradiate this? Right. Yeah. Um, how do you like on a daily basis just to like share with their listeners, like what types of like little things do you do to like, just stay creative, stay happy, stay motivated? Wow. That's crazy, man. Um, dude, I feel like I'm just super thankful for the positivity thing. Cause I feel like that's always kind of come naturally. Um, it's still, you know, it still doesn't mean like I'm always functioning at a hundred percent. Like I'm trying to learn better every day to be able to get past some of those certain things. But, you know, for me, you know, I'm just super thankful that like, I feel like my parents like really instilled that in me. Like my mom, always the most loving person. My dad, always the cheerful, like outgoing guy. Like, I like, I always recount stories of my dad, like, to, we would go to like McDonald's and they'd be like asking like the cashier how's their day going and like it was a very Christian home that I grew up in and he would be like God bless I hope you know life's great and all this stuff he'd be just like every person he came into contact with he radiated some sort of energy so I so definitely have my dad to thank for that um, but I think it's just that man like once you realize that you can have that, it's like, why not try to have that positive energy and that outlook on life every moment that you can, you know? So I feel like that's been the biggest thing for me. It's like you said, you know, figure out more ways to stay in this moment instead of, you know, thinking about the past or the future. I think I have a very active mind and a very anxious mind. And, you know, to be honest, like over the years, what I've tried to do to, you know, stimulate that and kind of like counteract that is like smoke weed and try to slow down my mind and, you know, or drink, 
and those aren't great habits, right? <laughs> right? They're not. Yeah. And so I'll, I'll find myself, you know, being productive, like the art house days, all those days, you know, those were heavy, like not heavy drinking days, like during the day, but like, I would always be drinking, I'd always be smoking and still figuring out how to just focus on the thing that I needed to do. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's not that stuff. It's like, it's the really waking up and trying to set intention in your day. I was having a, I was having lunch with Cappy the other day and his, one of his good buddies, Chino, and we were talking about, you know, morning routines and stuff. Cause that's like one thing that I've always obsessed on and it's always shifted and I'm trying to really hone in on what it looks like. And one of the analogies I was kind of using was it's like you're trying to make a fire and it's like you get the logs you get the wood and you need some sort of kindling and if you have shitty preparation to build this fire you're not going to create a fire and that's basically what your day is like waking up and so if you wake up and you check your instagram and you go on facebook and you see what notifications you got from last night because that one girl you've been talking to hit you up or your girlfriend or whoever it is in your life, you know, those kind of things in the morning drift your head into thinking about, ooh, am I going to get this second date? Or, you know, why are me and my girlfriend fighting? Or why, like, whatever path you're in, that's what you first start thinking about in the morning. And again, with my head where... You know, I've never been diagnosed with anything, but my dad had anxiety problems and um, it, that more so like framed itself also in like anger management, like the most beautiful, nicest guy, but could also get angry. And like on that same side of the family, I've had people that were like bipolar, mm-hmm. people that were just all over the board in regards to right. stress and like stress levels and stuff. So I always knew that that was a thing that I was going to have to counteract and I've always try to work on it my own but it's trying to figure out different things you know some of the most life-changing moments were just you know reading this book in my garage smoking a little weed and being inspired and you know taking that energy with me hopefully the rest of my life so you know you ask for like a couple things I, I still don't have the routine down yet. I still don't, you know, I still have room for growth when it comes to that. I, I have to be thankful that I've been able to live in an environment that raised me to focus on the positive things and focus on that good energy. Um, so I definitely had a good little head start with that. Um, but yeah, man, it's just an everyday thing that you got to fight for. Right. Which is, I think, key because, you know, happiness... Um, you know, that place that you want to be at. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just given. No. You know? And no, even, no, no, no. and then it's like the further we get in life and the more we get to hear about other people's experiences, mm-hmm. how many times you hear like stories of wealthy people or good citizens and their kids are off the course because a lot of things were given, you know? And right. you think, Oh, how could you mess up your life? You got a beautiful life. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and it's like, no, guys, there's like a bigger underlying thing here. Like we all have some shit going on in our life. We always have something. 
And if you want it to be better or you want to be like content or happy or all these big words that we throw out there to just say that we're not fucking going crazy, right? <laughs> Whatever that looks like, you got to fight for that. So That's true, man. I think, I mean, it's, it's crazy because every... Every uh, every book that I read, every interaction that I have with, with humans and people, um, and every podcast that I do, I learn more um, and I explore what exactly happiness is for people, yeah. right? Because I think it has a definition and a meaning for everybody. And, you know, I, I really connect with that thing that you were saying that, you know, you, you're doing these like vlogs and you're documenting your journey, right? Yeah. Basically... That's what I'm doing with these podcasts. I'm actually discovering what happiness means. And I'm taking people on my journey to discover that. Yeah, dude. And it's and it's uh That's what it's all about. I it's so beautiful because it's like I'm literally grabbing, you know, thousands of people that are listening to the podcast right now, hopefully millions one day, and grabbing all those people, making them into a human grabbing them by the hand and being like come on my journey come on like follow follow me on this journey to to find happiness it's a great you know it's a great like visualization of what that actually looks like and feels like yeah it's a crazy thing man because again i think we were i don't know if we were on or off the podcast but when we were talking earlier about you know when i was younger i wanted to you know do, I was doing CrossFit. I was working out with several people. Like, those those were always things that I obsessed up. And it's still funny because I, I still feel the same way as I did in high school where it's like, I love working out and doing all these different things. I love making music and all these creative journeys. But I'm not, like, crazy good at either of them. Like, I'm still learning. And I feel like I'll always be still learning, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's that thing where, you know, I always had this ambition inside of me. But man, I always had this mind that I always had to like counteract. And so the way my head was thinking about it was like, well, I could document this journey of trying to lose weight and these life changes that I'm making. But like, what if you don't end up making it? Or what if you give up in a couple of months? Or what if it doesn't look good? And there's all those doubts. What if, what if, what if, what if, what if, but then I would even take it to another level of just thinking about like you can't do it on your own like you need to do a youtube video to actually have the strength to make these changes in your life and i'd be like fuck like right like shouldn't i just be living this out in general then document it like i have to do this because then what do i owe it to i owe it to i was only motivated by making a youtube channel and then so like bro my mind would just fight all of these different ways about what it is and you know what i feel like time had to show to me and just you know more lessons as i've gotten older with things is like dude fuck that (laughs) like just i don't know if we curse on here but yeah we do (laughs) it's the internet (laughs) dude fuck that like <laughs> fuck overthinking yeah. and trying to justify everything because mm-hmm. like some of those truths you're saying bro we're gonna die one day yep <laughs> we don't know when it is and hopefully we have beautiful lives that we have all the opportunities to live things out but man damn it if next week your boy dies 
I want to make sure that at least on that day, I was giving it my all, mm. right? I want to know that there wasn't some sort of part of me that I could have given more, mm. right? And so if that means that's what that answer is to that question, to that, wow, which is crazy. That might be me just like really figuring that out for the first time, but that's what that answer is to that question, bro. When I was a kid and I didn't know if, you know, doing the YouTube videos itself was just the justification for the work, right? Like that was the thing that changed my life. It's not that. It's realizing if you could do something, you should do it, right? If you mm. could be that vulnerable person and you could share those things, that's what it's about. It's about being that, you know, full human being. Because I feel like that's the thing. And, you know, you get to learn it from whether it be a YouTube video or you hear it in a book that, like, people's regrets when they die, the things that they could have done. And, like, that would be the scariest thing to me. I mean, I remember reading a book senior year of or senior year of high school. Um, and it was called Don't Waste Your Life. I went to a Christian high school, so it was this religious book. But there was this moment that kind of like shook everyone a little bit. And that's kind of what the whole theme was of this book. Was, uh, I think, a pastor in um, the church. And one of the guys that was like sitting there and waiting was, you know, this gentleman. Yo, I'll just wait for you, bro. It's all good. I got distracted. Can make a cut. What's up? <laughs> oh, my bad, bro. No, you're good, bro. Um, no, so... Back from the spontaneous bathroom break. Um, <laughs> so, no. What, uh, what I was saying was there was this book, bro. And in that book, there was this story about the, you know, pastor or whatever noticed this guy sitting after the Sunday service. And mm -hmm. He was like in tears or something, whatever. I forget the exact, you know, story. But this guy was basically just upset for all of the time that he couldn't get back. And how he could have, you know, if he had accepted Jesus or was like living his best life. Right. Yeah, you can you can make that exception. Like you can you can choose to, you know, leave all that shit behind you, which I think is like great symbolism in the Bible or whatever. Um, you know, which I don't really read or do anything much with nowadays, but that symbolism of the fact that you can like let go of all of that shit, all of the bad things that have held you back in life, no matter where you're at in your life is a beautiful concept. And what that dude was saying was like, damn, it sucks that I'm only going to be able to do that now as I'm like 85, about to pass away any second. It's like, shit, I could have lived my whole life that way. I feel like that would be the worst thing. Dude, that's, uh, have you ever read any Eckhart Tolle? Of course. New Earth. Okay, yeah. So, uh, and the power of now. Yeah, so um, 
you know in a new earth where he says that sin was actually um not some like specific thing but it was like when an archer draws back his bow and releases the arrow and misses the target mm-hmm. it's like to live your life and to just miss the target was what sin was actually about and like that dude i remember reading that and that just like smacking me in the face like wow oh that's what it was bro because i feel like bro yeah i am a little anxious person in, in like regards to what i do with my life and my choices that i make and i overthink things and whatnot which is you know easily cured by meditation and doing stuff to attack that subconscious that we were talking about earlier but you know when it comes to how i was raised and first saw it in church was like you're going to hell you're going like you're going to this place where you're tortured the rest of your life and you know luckily you know i got to like get older and hear more opinions on that and it's like oh hell's on earth when you don't know what your target is and you're not going for it hell (laughs) hell is every day and that is like you're living a life where you're missing your potential and you're missing where you're going and so it's like fuck like that's it's crazy it's crazy to think of it that way and it's not not something that you have to like scare kids into Mm -hmm. it's like no what we're really trying to do is we're really just trying to help people not miss their target yeah so However I can do that, man. However I can do that, whether I'm sharing that in a video or in a YouTube video. Like, that's one of the things that drives me crazy. But the whole thing, too, is like, do I just... I don't want to be just a beat maker, right? I don't want to be just a, a a YouTube tutorial. Let me teach you how to make a trap-type beat. And, like, that's not what my calling is. My calling is to share how I get there. Right? My calling is to share that, like, bro, I'm dumb. I have credit card debt. I drink probably more than I should. Right? I have all these different things that I'm working through each day and trying to align with because of different, you know, thought patterns or things that I've allowed myself to listen to. But all that being said, it's like, where where would the fun be if I just spent six years in this room in an apartment making beats and finding success or I could help influence people to believe in themselves and work on things and hopefully still get to that place where I find success with music for sure like what would that look like like if your favorite musician you know documenting that whole thing right that whole journey so you know hopefully I can snag some beautiful things along the way it's cool already to see people you know, I have 160 subscribers on YouTube. It's nothing crazy. But it's cool to see random people that I don't know. Yeah. In the past month, I've got random DMs from people <laughs> that I literally don't know. Yeah. Saying how inspirational shit is. And I'm like, Hell damn, yeah. that's what it's about. It's like for that one person. And really having that mindset where it's like, dude, if I can get one person on board each video... That's what it's about. And that's the type of energy that's going to, you know, share it and move that around instead of like, bro, like the biggest thing I hate is the trend of like the clickbait and like the, the, you won't believe what happens next. Like, bro, you'll never guess. Promise. And it's like, dude, like, yeah, it works in some regards. 
But like this gentleman that I was telling you about, and I'll, I'm gonna make sure you get on him is uh, Matt Diavella, bro. His like his titles are clean and crisp. He what what he tries to do with content is he says like Netflix for YouTube. Like he just tries to make super minimal videos, super to the point life lessons and you know no bs and it's like that's inspirational for me and if it takes me longer to get a following going because i'm not doing like crazy clickbait shit hopefully but yo mark my words watch me like next week post that clickbait <laughs> video bro because you, you gotta do it you gotta do it at the end of the day too yeah i mean dude i think i mean something that's like really really uh admirable um, about people who have, whether it's like art or music or anybody that I looked up to, um, that is still around after 10 years. Those are the people that I look up to because like you said, it's like right now, okay, we have, you know, a couple, a thousand, you know, listeners like every month that are just listening, tuning in people that I know, friends, family, you know, people in fucking, I don't know, like Germany right now. And they're listening to this and I don't, we don't know those people, but right now it's like, I like, so do not give a fuck about like likes or comments or listeners. Yeah. I'm interested in people that want to grow with me Yeah, and that want to evolve Yeah, and that hopefully in this journey that you're coming on with me that you can focus on you and find something that makes you happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly, bro. And like, dude, I love having, you know, conversations with people because I think we can change society with conversations. Yeah. Right. Um, and I genuinely like love this shit and I'm going to do this shit till I die. Like I'm going to do podcasts and hopefully in the future we'll do festivals and we'll do events, you know? Um, but it's it's so fucking cool, like knowing that you know it's all about the process. It's all about you know building your own little thing, and patience is the key to everything. So here's a question for you. Um, I'm flipping the podcast on you. Okay, that's now fine. You're, now you're on Sai Away. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Sai Away. Yeah, this is my podcast, uh, um, bro. So what's your what's your next journey? Like, what's your next? thing that you add on to the happiness frequency to like take it to the next level are you trying to do video content are you do you have everything else in place of where you want to go next or are you trying to figure it out as you go along so yeah the next thing for me bro is probably i had to like slide out there for like a couple days that's why i haven't been consistent with the podcast but we're hitting it hard today we're going to be releasing some podcasts this one i have a couple of other people tomorrow monday tuesday um i had to like pull pull back away and then work on the website yeah um when you said slide to where what do you mean like slide into like a mental zone of like grinding yeah you know what i mean um and being like okay podcast now i want to work on the website yeah um i had to like go and make the t-shirts and like do 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 all this so many things there's a lot of shit but like i had to to focus my attention and like i said kind of like check out mentally and be like okay i want to make t-shirts i want to design this logo i want to make this brand and kind of what i realized at the end of the day of pulling back away and, and being in this meditative state is the happiness frequency is just a vessel. Mm-hmm. It's just like a, it's a concept. It's an idea. It's a, it's a brand. It's like, 
you know, it's like there's this thing, but I thought it was just a podcast, but it's really just like this thing that I want people when they see the happiness frequency, whether they either listen to the podcast or buy a t-shirt or go to an event or go to a seminar in the future, um, or whether you don't like it at all, that at least when you see it, it inspires you to go within. Yeah. Go into your happiness frequency, mm. right? So yeah, right now I've been working on the brand. We have hoodies coming out next week. I'm really excited about that. We have a new colorway. Um, and then, dude, I want to start doing like events, like for people, like little retreats. Mm. So I want to do like meditations. I want to do kind of just like little like events like on the weekend where people can go. They can like not be on their phones and we can talk about, you know, little rituals, little things that can, you know, inspire you to work on yourself mm. and to grow. I really, really want to push that message because I think where people are going to be happy is when they're growing. Yeah. You know, and I know that everybody has that thing within them that it's like. You know that you should be drawing. You know that you should be making music. That's crazy. You, you know you should be doing that thing. But instead, you're, you're at home. You're fucking around. And then you're complaining that you're not happy because you know that you should be doing that Big thing. Thanks, bro. Speaking right to me. Bro, I, th- I think uh, like two months ago, I made a random tweet that was like, I'm selling my Xbox tomorrow. I'm over this shit. <laughs> and it's still here, bro. And I've still been playing Apex Legends and getting these dubs. But it's like, bro, I hate it. Like, I hate it because, like I said, I used to play video games so much. Video games and music were like the two things that I did in my life because of moving around so much. Right. Right? But... Even though, like, I'm good at video games. That's the thing. Like, if I sucked, it would be so much easier to give it up. But, like, I enjoy it, you know? Like, I can play these games and, like, complete whatever the objective is. Whether, you know, whatever, you know? And so, it's fun. But it's really just a form of escapism, you know? It's like, it's a different outlet to go to that doesn't really have... Okay, sure, you could be a streamer. You could do tournaments. It's not like video games don't have some sort of like incentive now, monetarily or future-wise, because some people have done it. But it's like, that's not what my life is. My life is not, you know... It's funny. It's like, in those YouTube videos, like, bro, I need to go back, bro. Like, people are going to find them one day. Yeah. But I need to go back and, like, listen to them, because it was... I still had the same mindset when I was freaking 16 years old. It was like, I want to talk about my actual life, not just the thing that I'm doing. But at the end of the day, what the goal is, is music. What the goal is, is sharing those journeys, you know? So it's like, it's like being able to divorce yourself from the things that aren't good for you anymore. Even though you like them. Even though you like them. That's hard, right? You know? And I've done that before, bro. I've had an Xbox and a PS4 and I sold them both to get that camera. Good for you. Right? You know? And, and now then, that helps you make videos. Yeah. And yeah. then I got the Xbox because I made a beat for it, dude. And I was like, fuck. I was like, no, it's back in my life again. And so it's like these little things that you allow inside of your life. You know? Like, I, I mentioned the drinking thing. Like, that's one thing that I want to open up about is, like, I feel like I've drank so much, bro. And it's like, I have a bad, like, habit of, it just doesn't, 
It doesn't really affect me in all of the worst ways that it could. But the only thing that it does is it slows you down from, one, connecting with your true self and, like, what that true vision is, you know? And so it's, like, even though I don't get crazy hangovers or it doesn't, you know, slump me, like, crazy or anything, it's, like, what that does by welcoming those things in your life is you get disconnected from that path. Right. Like whatever that path is for yourself, whatever, whatever that little voice is inside of you, you're kind of muting those little voices. Mm. You're kind of, you're kind of, you know, continuing to put them on the back burner. And then, you know, one day that back burner catches up to you and you're like, shit. And so luckily I've never gotten to that place where I'm like, you know, I'm 23 years old, you know, it's like, I'm still a kid, you know, there's, there's still plenty of time for me to work on these things, but you know, you can't keep letting those bad habits in your life. Bad habits, bad distractions, you know. It doesn't have to be weed. It doesn't have to be drinking. It can be checking Instagram every day. Like, what's your screen time look like on your phone? Mm-hmm. All right? How many YouTube videos do you watch each day? Yeah. How many Netflix shows do you watch? How many movies do you drown things out with? It can be anything, bro. It can be reading. Some people just escape into books all day. <laughs> it's crazy. It could be anything, man. It could be anything. Right? Could be yeah. anything. And so it's like, you know, funny enough, like I said, I have some tequila up there. Mm-hmm. I went and I bought that last night because I was like, you know, I just want, I'm off all weekend. Like, why not just have something around? And, you know, again, that's one of those habits. It's like, I don't even need to be in that habit. Mm-hmm. But you go there and you're in this place and you're like, damn, so many people are just zombies. Like, you see, like, the 68-year-old lady that just walks in there grabs the same thing that she's probably grabbed the last 25 years and comes back. And it's not that other people don't have journeys and it's not that other people don't have, you know, things themselves that have driven them down that path. But, like, if you're able to look around in your own life and not just learn lessons from books, movies, TV shows, whatever, if you learn lessons from the things that you actually see, you're like, shit. Like, I want to make sure that I get on these things now before I'm the 42-year-old guy that doesn't enjoy the relationship that he's in. Or, you know, the 29-year-old friend that's doing a job that he probably doesn't love, Hmm. right? Or, you know, whatever that looks like. So many people get lost in so many different ways, and it goes all back to that same thing, that idea of that sin, bro. It's like, however you choose to miss your mark... You know, don't do it. Like, try to try to figure out. That don't get lost in the sauce. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to. So, like, I kind of, I think I posted this on my story. Yeah, I did last night. Like, I'm gonna release writing content soon. I think what I want this whole thing to really look like is, you know, I've had a lot of inner debates with myself about what my content looks like, and it's those same things. It's like, well, what if, like. Is the person that subscribes to me for the music tutorials going to like the life lesson videos that I get? And I just got, I went from 159 to 160 and I don't want to lose 160. So it's like, do I make the other type of video or do I keep doing what I'm doing? I'm like, fuck, bro. You're like, you're over debating every small thing to get out of the way of doing the work and finding out that answer along. Because you find the answers to what you're trying to figure out if you go towards it. Like I remember in high school senior year about to graduate I didn't know what I wanted to do 
and I had a passion like I had good grades but I didn't go crazy to try to apply to crazy colleges I applied to FGCU I got in I went to FGCU but when I was trying to figure out my major it was like man I love debate I love figuring out things I could definitely be a kick-ass lawyer I was like but I also love business and I love you know how how things grow and build you know and it's like I could study that. I could also just teaching myself coding, bro. When I say the jack of all trades thing, bro, I literally was obsessed by everything growing up. Like I just found all these new things that I enjoyed. And so, you know, when I finally got to the point though, that was my biggest fear is like I hated any new conversation with someone where they were like, So what do you want to do when you get older? And I'm like, get the fuck away from me. (laughs) I don't don't know. Maybe you're just inspired by life, bro. Yeah. And so that's the thing where it's like, I finally got to a place where I realized like going to college probably wasn't the answer for me. Like I love learning. I love figuring out things. But, you know, in that space, I was also very distracted from figuring out who I was and the things that mattered most to me and the things that I was trying to work on, you know? So because of that, I, you know, took a break from college and, you know, I rediscovered this friendship with Nate and I started making music and, you know, one of the most beautiful stories in my life was, you know, the first studio session I was at was with Nate and Brendan and Cappy. And this was Cappy's studio in Naples, like back in the day in 2016. And this is when I was making trash ass beats. I'm sure I still have some of them and I had no idea what I was doing. And I see this kid that's three or two years older than me, two, three years older than me. This kid has his own studio. He just got a Latin Grammy. He's doing all this hard work. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, did you go to college for this? No, I just learned everything on my own. I'm like, damn, this is what it's like to really chase after something that you love. I'm like, I just want to be that friend. I want to just know that guy. I want to be friends with that guy. And like, now that's my fucking homie, you know? And like, however that happens, I'm super thankful for it. And it's continuing to work and hoping that life like presents things. And it's like, if I have all these beautiful moments in my life, if I have all these beautiful people that have shifted in and out of my life, that have taught me something, that have helped me get a little bit further with something, if I'm you know, wise enough to step back and learn from some of these lessons. Like maybe I picked up a little drinking problem because I was (laughs) supposed to share that with people and how to move past that and how to learn how to respect those things. Maybe I was supposed to do that. So fast forward to today where it comes to, I think what the goal is, is I'm going to write, bro. Like I love writing and I never, I always would write, but I would never know what it was for. And I think what it's for is I'm supposed to do a blog post from that blog post, make a video out of it. And then that's where the whole thing comes. Because right now, any YouTube video that I do, I just sit here and I keep doing it until I figure out what I'm supposed to say. And I can figure it out because in my job, you know, which I'm luckily and blessed enough to have picked up, I get to teach, you know? So in that sense, like all that we're doing, these different things are teaching in a way, whether it's directly or indirectly. You know, but really want to sit down and capture what I'm trying to say and try to make these more, the content that I put out video wise, um, more direct in certain things and writing about that and sharing that. So hopefully, hopefully, whether you listen to me talk on a podcast or you check the YouTube video or you Google something and you find my blog, hopefully I hit you with some piece of content that can 
change someone you view about something. You know, I don't have to change people's whole lives. I don't have to, doesn't even have to be the whole, hey, you get it this time around. You know, maybe you don't. Maybe this life you don't figure it out, you know. But if I can just help shift someone in the right direction, boom. It's the little victory, right? And then we just keep stacking those. See what happens. Would you say, like, so what exactly what exactly does a producer do like in music like i see that you have like speakers and you have these like what is this called this is the ableton push 2 it's okay. like a drum machine it's a drum machine but it's what it really is it's it's a controller for ableton so it only works with ableton it only works when it's plugged up to my computer but it's basically like the right hand man for ableton so for everybody that doesn't know, because it's it's the audience that we have, bro, it's like everybody, it's like spiritual people, it's artists, it's musicians, yeah. it's, you know, producers, it's everybody. Then, then there's people that don't do any of that. You yeah. know, there's like people, you know, there's like adults and there's older people and then there's younger kids. Yeah. So just to get everybody like in the same like frequency, what exactly does a producer do? What's their job? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean... I guess, you know, I guess I can tell this with kind of like a story with how I figured it out so people can understand, again, with all those different range of people, if they know me or not, um, what it's looked like for me, you know, um, producing, I kind of feel like the producer is the person that can carry like you mentioned the happiness frequency kind of as like a vessel it's a vessel i feel like that's kind of the same way you would look at as a producer in the sense of trying to get an idea to come to life mm. um and it took me a while to learn that and it's taken many conversations um you know again as i started it was just trying to make beats for nate it was literally just trying to make beats and so i would consider myself at that point to be a beat maker right so person with a keyboard with a computer whatever that looks like they have a program they have a drum machine whatever it looks like they're sitting in the room and they're trying to make beats they're trying to make beats and they're going to send them off you know in our day that looks like an email a weed transfer whatever you're trying to send a beat to someone you text it i message you send the beat to the person maybe they want it maybe they don't that's beat making right what and it was what I was doing for so long until I kind of realized this realm of like moving from a beat maker to a producer. And what a producer is, it's kind of, it's more of a, a gathering role, right? It's more of a, I'm going to make this room the best room it can be, right? So whether it's just me and the artist or whether it's me, I bring in a keyboard player friend of mine, I bring in a writer, I bring in, you know, someone that's really good with melodies. Like if I, you know, make this environment be the best environment to be, to get that thing out of you that you need to get out and into a song, that's what a producer is trying to do. So I have to set the environment. I have to sit down and have a conversation with the person like, Dude, shout out to Brendan Bennett. I remember Brendan saying one of these things where he's like, going to science to work is like 90% philosophy and 10% work. Because <laughs> every, time that we, every time someone would come over for the first time, that's all it was. It was just talking. It was just, 
getting to know each other and trying to figure things out and we would have these live talks and you know me and Brandon hanging out last summer was literally just us getting drunk and talking about life till like three four in the morning and doing it again like the next day or the day after that's all we would do and then all of a sudden in a week we made that little project together and it's like so cool to see how those things evolve you know but again a producer and it's been a thing that I've had to figure out too it's like a producer could also play a small role it could also be like the energy that you bring like I have production credits on Brennan Bennett's um damn how sad is that that I don't even know the name of the song no Sip Slow Sip Slow on his last project or Live Fast Slip Slow I think is what it's called on Apple Music but um, I have production credits, but I didn't do a thing on that. I didn't do a thing, but it was made on my computer and it was made in this room. And it was made after Kathy and Brennan spent, you know, two hours at the studio and they made three beats, but nothing turned out to be a track that they made. And then they came over here where I had Wonder Why over and we had already started working on different ideas. And then Kathy comes over and Brennan comes over and then this song comes to life that you know I kind of fostered but I didn't I didn't really do anything on that so producing can look like something like that where it's like technically if I never invited wonder over we may have never even gone down that route in general but if I didn't have that room ready and those people over that song wouldn't have existed which was even a hard thing for like my ego to even understand too because you have that little thing inside of you that's like you have to identify with everything that you did. And it's like, you didn't even do anything on this. And you're like, bro, step out of that mindset. You know, like you help foster beautiful people to get in a room and make a beautiful song, right? Mm. And so it could be anything from that to, you know, uh, Dark Times by Andre the Saint. Like I did all of that here with this randomly one night with the lights on, just making beats one night, you know? So it can look producing can be a huge role it can be a small role um but it's once you realize that dude this shit is not copy and paste like no session it's not black and white yeah no session looks the same ever you know mm-hmm. some people you know future placements that I have coming out is like I sent them to the mute that worked with someone else you know some stuff has worked where I had every hand in every moment of it, but music creation is a beast, you know? It's a whole different thing, but I think that that's where I've fallen in love with it and where I have, you know, tried to push myself out of that just beat-making role, and that's what I want to do with this whole content creation thing is, like what I did with Nate the other night, every time I have a session, I want to document that. I want people to see what that those journeys actually look like. But I think what producing really, you know, you know, links with inside of me is the fact that I was interested in all of the things that a producer has to do. They have to be good with, like, psychology. You got to be able to, you know, because that was one of my majors in high school or in college that I did for a while is, you know, trying to learn people and trying to learn how to you know, work the room. Maybe I should say this here. Maybe I shouldn't say this here. I don't want to distract someone, but I also need to get them focused. And I also need to get them to see the truest thing inside of themselves that they want to express. 
and maybe look past some other things that they've been like distracting themselves with and you know trying to lead a room and trying to do the marketing and trying to do the content and trying to do all these things like I'm thankful that I love all that shit because that keeps you know again self admittedly a busy brain like mine you know satisfied so it's just keeping it busy with the right things though you know keeping busy with the things that move you to that place that you want to be at but again that place isn't it's not it's ever-changing you know there's not a house on a hill that you get to one day and you're like oh i made it (laughs) it's over i don't have to do anything else it's literally just being in a place that you're content i think we don't spend enough time talking about the importance of contentment you know dude yeah also dude a big shout out to to nate traveler He's probably he's everywhere, right? Apple Music, yeah. he's on Spotify, Nate yeah. Traveler. Bro, hit like his voice is crazy, bro. Like crazy. Like you, you listen to his voice and it's like, fuck, I know that it's Nate. You know? It's and crazy, that's super man. cool that you've been a part of that journey. Dude, it's super cool that I've been a part of it too. Like that's the thing. Like, I never knew if I was gonna make a song with him or not. Like that's the real shit. Like, the real shit is, like, how many nights I told myself I was not good enough to make a song with Nate. Hmm. You know? How many times I was like, bro, you fucking suck. Are you sure you want to keep making beats? (laughs) It's like the angel and the devil. So bad. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, you know, how many times, because Nate wasn't in a situation where he was driving a lot in high school. So I'd drive down to Benita, pick him up, come up here. How many times we did that and nothing came out? Literally wow. every time until last weekend, or last weekend, three days ago or whatever. Literally, first good session we ever had. And both of us at the end of that night were like, damn, bro, this is crazy. This is like our first successful thing. And I captured it all on film, so that shit makes me so excited. But yeah. that journey was a lot of that. Like, yes, we have songs together, and we've been in the studio a lot together, but... Those things, those beats I made on my own and it wasn't with him in the room. You know, I literally, (laughs) sorry Nate. Um, There was this time I went, I picked him up, drove all the way here. He was here for five minutes. He's like, you know, I don't want to be in the studio today. I want to go outside. And I drove him back home and we didn't do anything. You know, (laughs) and then I came home and I made a beat called I'm Never Driving to Benita Again. (laughs) Um, So angry. That's hilarious. 808's distortion heavy bass heavy drums Mm -hmm. but uh but no but that's what that thing looks like is you know i fucking love that kid too nate is such a beautiful soul and again if he hadn't invited me to that studio session that day yo here let me let me drop the story of all stories so like man when i first met nate like we were in middle school we were just crazy kids i was in the band at church and that's how we knew each other and you know we were always friends. We made trips. He came with my family. We went on trips. We did things. We were buddies. But we were kind of always those friends that was like, we'd hang out once. We would hang out like for like a week. And then I wouldn't see him for like three months. And then we would just pick up where we left off the next time we started hanging out. The last time that that happened was kind of like a year and a half. Two years almost. And, you know, this was a little bit into college. I was still was unsure of what I was doing. But I, I love this opportunity to be in a dorm room and smoke weed and make beats. I'm like, what? 
got no parents around. I can do whatever I want, and I can make beats. This is awesome. But it got more serious one day when I saw Nate release his first song called Ice on SoundCloud. And I was like, damn, this is crazy. Like, it was really good. He was very talented. And again, his voice was something that I had never heard. And so I was like, damn, bro, I need to hit this guy up. I need to make beats with him. I need to, I need to work with him on something. And I tell you what, I had that voice inside of me for two weeks. For two weeks, every day. I was just like, man, I should hit him up. Nah, I'm not good enough yet. Let me make a really good beat first. Like, let me make that beat that gets me hyped, and then I'll hit up me. I was doing this for two weeks, and I never hit him up. And then one day, I was with my mom. We were at Publix. I was at the deli section. I was looking at Sweet Tea, and I got a message from Nate on Facebook. I hadn't talked to him in two years. He's like, hey, bro, how you doing? I was like, bro, this is crazy. I was just thinking about you. He's like, dude, we should link up. What are you doing this afternoon? And he came over that afternoon. And I was like, bro, this is insane. Like, I've literally been thinking about hitting you up because of music and just, like, wanting to work with you. But I know I'm not at that place yet. But, you know, hopefully one day we can keep working at it and we can do stuff. He's like, dude, that's so cool, man. And we were talking because we'd be in small groups and shit from church. And we'd be talking about the, the goal was always, you know, learning how to get better. And that's one of the things that I appreciate about going to church a lot when I was younger was trying to figure out how you could get better, right? And so when we were talking, we were smoking weed out in my garage, and we were talking about how we could get better at life. And we were saying, you know, what really changed? Like, how did you move past a lot of the things that you're at? You seem like you're in a great place in life. And we're both like, bro, I was like, it was a book for me. And he's like, bro, I read a book too. And I was like, dude, what if it was the same book? He's like, dude, that shit would be crazy. And I was like, it would be like something out of a movie, right? And like, set the same, we're like sitting down, there's smoke clouds around us. I'm like, bro, let's say the same book. Or let's say, let's say the book's name on the count of three. And we both said The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And it was the weirdest shit. Like, I remember jumping up like, what the fuck, bro? Like, I haven't talked to you for two <laughs> years. I wanted to hit up hit you up for two weeks straight and you're gonna say the book that changed your life is the same book that changed my life how does that happen and so you know we just have this beautiful story and you know forever thankful for him and for him taking me to that first studio session to get inspired by seeing this dude Cappy and meeting Brendan and you know listening to all this music him and Brendan's music the SoundCloud shit like man that had me so inspired like there's so much music from here. The stuff that they did, Brendan's tracks with Dom, you know, all of the different things. The year we got right, part one, you know, Nate's Love Factory, all his shit, bro. Like, that shit. What was it called, Love Factory? I don't fucking know. Something like that. That's stupid. The, the Yellow Project. Life Factory. Life Factory. Something yeah, like not that. Love Factory. Anyway, whatever that yellow heart picture yeah shout out to bella she did that art for that that's awesome but anyway um long story short man yeah Nate's a beautiful guy i'm super thankful for him but again you know it's crazy to see that you know not to get hyped on just numbers but bro you hit a million streams like i never thought that that was gonna happen the song that came from me doubting myself or me shitting on myself and my bad habits of practicing saying hey bro 
you can't even play the guitar. To go from that, picking up the guitar and, you know, making this track and randomly sending it to him and it be our first song, bro. I remember when that hit a thousand, I was like, whoa, this is crazy. And then it got to 10,000. I was like, dude, this is insane. And it was Nate's first song to hit a hundred thousand. And I'm like, what is this? Like Spotify? <laughs> I know, I know that's nothing but like God or you know the no, universe just working, bro. Mm-hmm. Because I know Nate wasn't hitting up playlists. I know he just put his heart into a project and released mm-hmm. that, and Spotify randomly put you on a playlist. Wow, you know. And so it's just like 